If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, final hour of the Jesse Kelly Show. All right, um, let's just do a couple things. Let's get a couple things out of the way. First, and this is the most important thing we will do this hour. The Anti-Communist Manifesto was for sale at jessekellybook.com. Chris, you didn't know that was coming. You didn't see that one coming. You've never seen one of these. Co- what, Chris? Stop asking me about an audiobook, Chris. I do an audiobook every day, idiot. No, I, I don't want to talk about the audiobook right now. All right. I'm not talking about that right now. I'm not talking about it with you. Anyway, no, seriously, we have, uh, we're going to get to playing offense against the communists here in just a moment. I just have to hit on just a couple of things real quick that occurred to me during the break. One, I know everybody and their brother has played this clip today. I'm sure they have. It's the Woody Harrelson from Saturday Night Live clip that's going everywhere. On the list. So the movie goes like this. The biggest drug cartels in the world get together and buy up all the media and all the politicians and force all the people in the world to stay locked in their homes. And people can only come out if they take the cartel's drugs and keep taking them over and over. I threw the script away. I mean, who? And everybody on the right today is slobbering all over Woody Harrelson. I love it. Oh, yes. It's so cool. He's so funny. Oh, take that, Hollywood. I cannot take this battered wife syndrome we have on the right. Anytime any celebrity says anything vaguely on our side, 
We have been so be- no, I get why. We've been so beaten down by having our culture against us in all forms that it's such a relief that somebody is finally almost sounding like us, almost being kind to us for for 15 minutes and you will see I I, I bet you I bet you money you've seen people praising him all day long. I'll go, Woody. I love you. I'm going to go to your next movie. I just want to rewind back to something I've said over and over and over and over and over again. What you say once it's easy to say it is the least impressive thing in the world to me. The least impressive thing in the world to me. I, I, I sit down here. And okay, let's say you've never heard me before. I know that's not the case, but let's say you've never heard me before. Uh, you know, Buck Sexton used to have this. My buddy Buck used to have this time slot. And let's say it was my first night I sit down. And I sit down behind this microphone the first night. And you know what I go off on? Low taxes. I want your taxes to be low. Cut taxes. Taxation is theft. And by the way, I do want your taxes to be low, but still. Now, tell me, is that brave? Is there a single person in the audience listening and saying, dang it, who is this jerk? I want my taxes high. This guy sucks. Okay, you're saying something that is the easiest thing in the world to say. Where was Woody Harrelson or anyone in Hollywood Back when our COVID lockdowns were destroying lives. Do I need to? Do I, You know what? That's it. This made me bad enough, Chris. I'm doing it. We've done this two times on the show. We will probably do this this month, I would guess. Not going to be tomorrow or anything like that. But we are going to do another show. It's very rare for us because it's too depressing. But we will, do, we will dedicate three hours to you. And your COVID stories of how lockdowns destroyed your life. And you remember those shows. Unless you're a new listener, you remember those shows. They're the most gut-wrenching thing ever. Parents talking about their children committing suicide. It's the worst stuff you could possibly imagine. The saddest stuff. It bums me out. And you know, nothing really bums me out. It just bums me out. But again, where was, where was Woody Harrelson when all that was happening? Did I miss, Chris, did I miss the Woody Harrelson Freedom Tour? Did I was I was I asleep when Woody Harrelson was out there waving the red, white, and blue? No lockdowns for me, baby. America, land of the free. Maybe, maybe I missed that. But now, now that it's coming out that well, we have a thirty percent increase in heart attacks for people who are young. Now that we know fifty-one percent increase in teenage girl suicides. Now that we know the endless financial destruction, education destruction, now that everyone is finally coming to the realization that shutting down your country for a virus is the most insane suicidal thing ever, one Hollywood actor comes out and says one halfway funny line on Saturday Night Live, and I'm supposed to get my Woody Harrelson for President bumper sticker. You're going to have to forgive me if I pass on that one. You see... I want to know what you said when it was difficult to say it. And you know why I want to know this? Because I remember so many of the loudest voices you hear now on the right. The freedom fighters. 
You see him on TV. You hear him on radio. This is crazy. These masks are stupid. They were always stupid. I could point you to that same guy saying things like, dude, wear a mask. It's, it's not the end of the world. Over and over and over again. I could point you to that same guy. Hey, just take the vaccine. Gosh, idiots. I could point you to this. Oh, how many? Oh, yeah, good point, Chris. How many? How many were saying it's only 15 days? It's only 15 days. What do you want to kill grandma? But now, now that it's easy, now that everyone knows it was crazy, now everyone's a freedom fighter. Nah, you're going to have to miss me with that one. All right. I said we're going to talk about losing the live and let live thing with the communists. This is from Red State. Breaking, DeSantis uh, has officially torpedoed Disney's tax haven after it stepped into the political ring. That's Red State. My buddy Brandon Morrissey wrote that. Um, You will hear people on the right and have probably heard people on the right. I saw Mike Pence was one of these weapons-grade losers who came out recently and started complaining about this. Uh, You shouldn't use government to go after. This is not limited government. Power is what matters. Now, I'm, not, I'm not talking about for life or for your soul. Obviously, I'm not, I'm not talking about that. And family is more important. I, I get that. But when it comes to our culture and politics and things like that, you know that numbers don't matter, right? You know that we're the silent majority is maybe the lamest political cry I've ever heard in my entire life. Why are you silent? If you're the majority, get loud. You know what the communist understands to his credit? You know what he understands? He understands that he's in a game of power. He understands that his goal, if he wants the things he wants, which remember, he wants the death of everything. If he wants to achieve that, then he must take power in order to achieve that. So like when diversity hire says this, which goes along the lines of the death of everything. I want to take the opportunity to to lay out uh, what, how diverse the president's cabinet has been, how diverse the president's administration has been. Uh, The cabinet is majority people of color for the first time in history. The cabinet is majority female for the first time in history. A majority of White House senior staff identify as female. 40% of White House senior staff identify as part of the racially diverse communities. And a record seven assistants to the presidents are open. LGBTQ plus. So again, this is something that the president prides himself on, uh, that he actually has taken action to show uh, the diversity of this administration. Jesse, that's so destructive. It's going to kill everything. You're right. hundred percent right. That's what I've been saying. I agree with you. It is. But the communist understands that if he's going to destroy everything with his insane diversity quotas, that he needs power. He doesn't need popularity. He's never been popular. He never will be popular because somebody who wants to kill everyone and everything can't possibly be popular. So he doesn't ever concern himself like the right does with being popular. He concerns himself with victory. If corporate America has decided to come alongside the communist in an effort to attack you and your values and your country and everything you care about, You know who I want to hit him back? Everyone with power. That's who I want to hit him back. If we have to do this, then we're going to do this. Because as has been pointed out several times by me, you cannot live and let live your way out of communism. That's not how it works. 
I wish that was how it works. I wish they would look at us and, oh, hey, he just wants to leave me alone and not, therefore I'll leave him alone. I wish that was how it worked, but that's not how it works. The bully doesn't go away because you ignore him. The bully goes away when you ball up your fist and smash it into his face. Then he goes away. You cannot live and let live your way out of communism. We must take whatever power we have at whatever level we have it and hurt them with it. Period. End of story. You know what? I have one more thing on that, and then I'll get to the island hopping history thing briefly that Chris requested. Now, speaking of which, hitting back, hitting back. What do we do about being pro-life? Because it's hard to know how to be hands and feet when it comes to that, right? I know you say you're pro-life. I know I say I'm pro-life, but what have I actually done to prove it? Tell me, what have I actually done to prove it? Does a pro-life bumper sticker on my car matter? I mean, it's worth something, but I don't know that it's worth that much. Does telling my family and friends I'm pro-life, does that matter? No, all they are all they were pro-life. That doesn't matter. Preborn sets up clinics in the most pro-abortion areas in the country to provide women who are seeking an abortion with the free ultrasound. You want to talk about fighting back with teeth. That's wading into the lion's den out there. They're getting their places firebombed by the communists because they're saving so many lives. Preborn.com slash Jesse. $28 buys them that next ultrasound that saves a life. Fight back with teeth. Preborn.com slash Jesse. Sponsored by Preborn. It is. The Jesse Kelly Show, and yes, we're going to get to history in just a moment. One more thing on the can't live and let live your way out of communism. Remember this. I try to use this example a lot because it helps me understand it. I understand that we do have a primarily defensive ideology. Why? I I don't call myself this, but we've called ourselves conservatives. I'm sure I've called myself that a thousand times. I'm just an anti-communist now, but... We, we, we call ourselves conservatives. Why? Or at least we did. Why? Because we're trying to conserve what we have. We like our country. We like our values. We're trying to conserve it. That's why we're called conservatives. The communist is trying to take it from us. They're trying to destroy it and take it from us. So we are on the defense. They are on the offense. So who are we? We are in the castle. We are in the castle and we are under siege. The barbarians are at the gates. Now, Let me ask you something. We're on the defense. We didn't attack them. We just wanted to keep what we had. They're attacking us. But they're currently, they have one of those siege things that you've seen in the movies, like in Braveheart, bashing into our front gate over and over and over again. They're trying to batter down the front gate. Let me ask you, can we just stay where we are? Because we don't want to fight. I don't want to fight you. And just hope they go away? Well, no. We have to, as anybody who's ever studied sieges will know, we have to find a way to get them away from the walls. We must create space between them and us. If we just allow them, because we don't want to fight, if we just allow them to live and let live, if we just live and let live and we just allow them to pound the gates... We're going to lose. We're all going to die. We can't do that. So what do you mean? You've seen the movies. What do we do? What are we going to do? 
We're going to pour hot pitch on them. That's the hot oil. It's a hot flammable oil stuff on them. We're going to shoot arrows on them. You know what else we're going to do? They have tunnels. They're digging their tunnels underneath the ground towards the walls. Just like the siege of Constantinople. They were dig- digging tunnels towards the walls. The Ottoman Empire was. And you know what? you know what they did in Constantinople? You know what they did? Did they just hide inside? Hey, I don't want to fight you. No. They built counter tunnels. Tunnels heading back out. Why? Trying to stop them. You know what else they did? It's really cool. They brought in people and they would use buckets of water that would sit there on top of the ground because it's hard to find the tunnel because it's underground. And they would study the water. And they would figure out where the tunnels were underground by how the water shook. And then what did they do? I mean, they didn't want to fight. Did they live and let live? No, they dug a hole down to the bottom and they poured a bunch of hot pitch down it and lit it on fire and burnt all the tunnelers alive. Why? Well, because you have to keep them off the walls. Because if you're going to keep them out of your city, you must push back. There must be an offensive element to it or we're all going to die. We don't have the luxury anymore of, well, I wish he wouldn't do that. Limited government. Now, I love limited government too. If I had my way, you know, I'd eliminate virtually every government agency. I want my government borderline non-existent. It's so small. I would have had the government smaller than the one the founders put in. But I also understand I don't get to pick the times I live in. We don't have any institutions left except for a few state governments. We must use the power we have. All right. All right. Now, remember, I told you we were gone for four days. I'm going to get into history now. I'm going to get into history. But I told you we were gone for four days. (laughs) So I have this thing with my dog, Fred. And everyone in my family thinks it's hilarious. I, I don't think it's that funny. He's the biggest wuss in the world. When we leave, he is emotionally traumatized for days. And I want to be clear about this. We actually had a dog sitter this time, one that was highly reviewed to make sure that he was cared for. And we got confirmation, video confirmation from the dog sitter's phone. He's over there again. He's petting the dog. He's playing with the dog. And you should have seen it. It's not like the dog was neglected in any way. Fed. He gave the he gave Fred rough greens every single morning on his breakfast. We checked it all. The dog was cared for. I swear on my life. But because all four of us were out of town for four days, do you know what Fred did all day yesterday? He curled up in a ball in the corner after we were home, and every now and then he would just let out a little whimper because the dog gets PTSD when we're not there. This is what I have to deal with. Now, do you understand why he used to throw up everything? Do you understand why I needed rough greens? I, I needed the probiotics. I needed the omega oils. I needed, I needed something to calm the dog's stomach down so he'd stop nervous vomiting up breakfast every single morning. Rough greens has a free jumpstart trial bag if you want your puppy to stop vomiting all the time. I, I mean, I can't, can't say that. It worked for mine. You want your dog to be healthier, get him some rough greens, please. All natural. It really is. It's good for your puppy. Tax some years on their life. Free jumpstart trial bag. Roughgreens.com slash Jesse. R-U-F-F greens.com slash Jesse. Now, island hopping. You've heard of island hopping. Chris asked for a quick refresh on what island hopping is. Remember, 
Island hopping is what we did in World War II in the Pacific Theater. And there's something, there's something we have to keep in mind, and I still think these numbers are just crazy. It blows me away, but nevertheless, they're true. We lose sight of how many islands there are in the Pacific. I believe, and I'm almost positive I have this right, the Philippines alone, just the Philippines, I'm not talking about all the other nations, I'm talking about the Philippines, I think it's 7,000 plus islands. Chris, will you look that up, please? I think Chris said 2,000. Yeah, I bet you feel stupid now. There are so many of them. And because we're not there, now I guess there's a chance you're listening to me right now in the South Pacific, but even if you're in the Pacific right now, you can only see a few. It's so vast. Was I right, Chris? How many of them? 7,600. I knew it. That's just the Philippines. Who knows how many it gets when you get to the rest of the whole Pacific theater. So this presents a huge problem, not just for the Japanese who are fortifying it. It presents a huge problem for us who are trying to take it back. So what exactly was it? A little more complicated than they make it sound in your history class. I'll explain in a second, and then we'll get to poor Prince Harry. Hang on. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. 
Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly Show reminding you, you can still email the show. You can always email the show. All your emails go right to Chris. He prints them out for me. I read them all. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Your love, your hate, your death threats, your Ask Dr. Jesse questions for Friday. All are welcome. Now, back to our island hopping campaign really quickly before I go off on Republicans and we make fun of Prince Harry. Uh island hopping campaign so when you're the japanese and you bomb pearl harbor and then you take the philippines and and a bunch of other stuff you now know that the americans are coming the west is coming britain's going to be coming americans are coming you think you've got a shot at victory what you have to do is take these islands you have and fortify them Pillboxes, bunkers, airfields, the works, everything, everything you can picture, everything you see in the World War II movies. So you start digging in. But here's the problem. Think about this from the Japanese standpoint. Which ones do you build up? I, I just told you Philippines alone is 7,000 islands. There are thousands and thousands of islands. Which ones do you build up? Well, you try to find the ones you think are strategically smartest for you to build up. But again, from the Japanese perspective, think how stressful this would be. You have to try to anticipate where we want to go and then hope we go where you think we're going to go. Now, when it comes to America, what did we want to do? What was the goal when we went after the Japanese? The goal was... We wanted to have our bombers pound the Japanese mainland into powder. We knew we had that kind of air power. We knew we had the manufacturing ability. We don't anymore, by the way. But we used to have the manufacturing capability to make all the bombers and bombs we could carry. Just get us close enough to Japan and we'll bomb it. We were limited on range. That was the limit. And always keep this in mind. It wasn't just the range of the bombers that was limited. Bombers are susceptible because they're big and fat and slow. They're susceptible to getting taken out by enemy fighter planes. So you need a fighter 
escort for your bombers. There are obviously instances, many of them in World War II, of bombers having to leave the fighter escort behind because the fighters will run out of fuel first. And if you ever hear any interviews from those old timers, they'll tell you they felt like they were already dead when you didn't have the fighters. I know, look, I love those old World War II bombers and you love them too with the machine guns sticking out anywhere. There's the ball turret in the bottom and the, and the, and the side gunners and there's the tail gunner and it looks sweet, right? The B-17 flying fortress and, and it looks cool, but guess what? You're in serious trouble if there's a fighter coming after you. I don't care how many guns you have there. It's just very, very difficult to take out a fighter plane before he can take out you. So not only that, you had to get your fighters close enough. The goal was to get close enough to Japan we could launch the bombing raids. So we began this island-hopping campaign. But now the question comes to us. Which islands do we take? I already said there's thousands and thousands and thousands of them. Which islands do we take? Should we take this one? Should we take that one? Once we get to this one, then should we go to this one or should we go to that one? Or should we go clear to this one? Or should we, you see what I mean? That was the island hopping campaign, a big strategy and then counter strategy and then counter counter strategy. And it's wild how it worked out in some ways. Like, have you ever heard of Rabal? Rabal? If you haven't, don't worry about it. You know why you haven't though? Why haven't you ever heard of Rabal? You've heard of Iwo Jima. You've heard of Taipan or I'm sorry, Tarawa. You've heard of Sai. I combined Tarawa and Saipan. You've heard of Tarawa. You've heard of Saipan. You've heard of Guadalcanal. You've, you've heard of all these places. You've heard of Okinawa. Why haven't you heard of Rabal? Well, the Japanese sure wish you'd have heard of Rabal because they took Rabal and they decided that was a strategically important island. They took it away and they fortified the daylights out of it. And then once they fortified it, they put 110,000 Japanese troops on Rabal. Bring it, America. You can't take Rabal. And America said, yeah, I don't even like Rabal. I don't care. We just, no, it was brilliant. It's one of the funniest non-stories of the war. We said, well, why would I go there? We simply bypassed it and we cut them off from naval supplies because our Navy was superior by then. And then shot all their planes out of the air. And essentially 110,000 Japanese soldiers starved to death on Rabal. No, no, they didn't all starve to death, but they, they were all starving. We just decided, oh, man, that, that island does look fortified. Sucks to be you. We're leaving. So that is kind of a, a, a island hopping thing. All right, all right, enough. Back to some politics. Why did we lose? Well, I just want to refresh your memory as I, as I, I'm about to go off on a Republican member of Congress here. I just want to refresh your memory about how they speak to you and speak about you. I, I've said before, I admire this about the communist. I admire that the communist not only knows who his enemy is, he speaks as if we're enemies. He is very clear with his words in his mind on who the problem is. The communist, when he thinks about you, well, this is how he talks about you. I think the Republican Party is sort of this extremist, uh, anti-science, nativist, um, you know, embracing uh, white supremacist, insurrectionist party at this point. White nationalists, uh, anarchists, whatever in this country that are using mass mandates and a public health crisis to sort of wa uh, wage chaos. Domestic terrorism from white supremacists 
is the most lethal terrorist threat in the homeland. What I know is the law, and what I know is what white people are willing to do to defend Like the roots of the we, we could play this. On, Chris, do you think we could play this for 10 minutes? You think we... Oh, Chris is laughing. Okay. I could play you that, things like that, for 10 minutes. Longer. You know how we talk? This is how we talk. Representative Mike Gallagher of Florida... Or of Wisconsin. He's the chair of the House Select Committee on China. Apparently, Lance Gooden of Texas, he was speaking about a Democrat rep, Judy Chu of California. And she has ties. Well, she defended President Biden's appointee for a a post that I'm not going to get into the details of. It's too in the weeds. President Biden's appointee has ties to the Chinese Communist Party. And this Democrat, Judy Chu, defended Joe Biden's ties. So Gooden of Texas said, I question either her loyalty or her competence of Judy Chu. Now, that's obviously very legitimate. Why are you out there? Why, why are you out there defending someone with ties to communist China? You know what the Republican response was to this Republican? Well, let me just say we should not question anybody's loyalty to the United States. I think that is out of bounds. It's beyond the pale. On the most mild, benign challenge humanly possible, Republicans can't wait to run. By the way, this was on Face the Nation on CBS. Republicans can't wait to run to the Communist Sunday shows to apologize because one Republican was a big, meaty McMean face. And that's, I bet you even followed it up with, I don't have evidence of this, but I bet he even followed it up with the famous Republican line, that's not who we are. That's the second Republican motto right after, this isn't the hill to die on. Gosh, this party makes me sick. I've told you before, sometimes, sometimes I wish I was a communist man. Sometimes I do. At least they speak clearly and with purpose. At least they know the direction they want to go and they march there. Our leaders suck. Our leaders suck, Chris. You know what doesn't suck? Helping out catastrophically injured veterans. I know we forget about them a lot. We do. It's easy to forget about them. Unless you're with one every single day. You forget the fact that we have How many young men and women in this country who are maimed because of Iraq and Afghanistan? Lots and lots and lots. That's why we need Tunnel to Towers because their mission is not to forget about them. They're actually building them smart homes so they can have a quality of life again. I know you didn't have any trouble getting in and out of the shower today, unless you're a feminist, but these veterans did. They get a special shower they can get in and out of. Little things like that you don't think about. I don't think about. Tunnel to Towers does that for these people. And all they ask from us is $11 a month to help them do it. 11 bucks a month? Sign up to give it automatically. You'll never know what's gone. T, the number two, T.org. T2T.org. 11 bucks a month. Go now. Get the cure for rhinos. Weekdays with the Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Final segment of the Jesse Kelly Show on a Monday. Chris, 
You know I'm not a jealous human being, mainly because the Shogun is arrogant, right? But every now and then I see something and I think to myself, that's freaking genius. I wished I'd done it. I was, No, hear me out. This is the headline. Mike Pompeo. The headline is Mike Pompeo's pack spent $42,000 on copies of his own book and now it's a bestseller. <laughs> and people were criticizing Mike Pompeo. Oh, that's shameless. No one bought your book and now it's on the bestseller list. Shame? Who has time for shame, baby? We're going to the New York Times bestseller list. Chris, let me ask you something. I need you to be legit. I need you to be straight with me here because you deal with all the nerds with the suits. Is there a way you can subtly ask what the limit on the company credit card is? Look, what if it's a limitless credit card? No, hear me out, Chris. We just buy what if you know we got to outsell Pompeo fifty small a short fifty thousand a small fifty thousand dollars worth of the anti-communist manifesto by Jesse Kelly, which can be bought at jessekellybook.com. Boom, right to number one on the New York Times bestseller list. And then all these people will say, Jesse, you cheated. Jesse, you, you cheated. And I'll say, yeah, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. You're daggone right we cheated. We cheated all day, baby. You're never going to let us do that. It'd be fun to have that, though. Maybe we can, maybe we can play the lottery. We got to start winning these. No, actually, we're going to need 60000 because I still need those thermals that I want. I need those. What, Chris? We'll tell them it's for the show. We'll put them up on display. <laughs> Prince Harry to unpack struggles with trauma expert in a live stream talk. I just want to point something out. Struggles, trauma expert. Fellas, I'm not talking to you ladies. You've got to sit this one out for a second. Fellas, Prince Harry flew attack helicopters. Prince Harry, as a member of the royal family, received Renaissance man levels of education. That's what a lot of these old school royals did. We're talking languages, martial arts, you name it, the, the works. Prince Harry was at one point in time the dude you all want to be. And now he's talking about his trauma on national television. You know what happened? One hot feminist. One hot feminist, fellas. And remember, the dude already found a diamond in a rough with a hot feminist anyway. But one hot feminist took Prince Harry from an attack pilot to a whimpering excuse of a man. Be careful out there, fellas. All right? I'd look, hey, hey, listen to me. Listen to me. I'm not judging you. Lord knows I've made mistakes. I know she's hot. I know she is. I know she bats those eyes at you and you're just, you're ready to take her to Red Lobster right now. I get it. I, I know. I know. But be careful, fellas. All right? Be careful. Be careful who you date. Be careful who you have a cell phone with. Uh, your marriage to your cell phone company may be as important as the woman you marry. What, Chris? It might be. Don't talk to them. Don't look down your nose at me. I don't have AT&T. I don't have Verizon. You see the ads T-Mobile runs? Do you remember what T-Mobile did during COVID? 
I'm not even going to elaborate. I want you to go look it up yourself, what they did during COVID. I have Pure Talk. Who do you have? I pay half of what you pay. My cell phone company has the same 5G network as your cell phone company. And my cell phone company actually not only shares my values, they promote my values. Does yours? You have 10 minutes? You can keep your cell phone, by the way. You keep your phone number. You keep it all. But 10 minutes on the phone? Pick up your phone and dial pound 250. Say Jesse Kelly. That'll save you an additional 50% off your first month. Pound 250. Say Jesse Kelly. All right? All right. I want to hit this real quick before we get to headlines. Just want to remind you who these people are. There's a Massachusetts Democrat. Michael Hugo is his name. He's catching some heat. Why? Because he asked if the state will, quote, cover the medical costs for a fetus that had a sound reason to be terminated. What reason would you, would that be? This is his quote. Quote, cover the costs of special education for a Down syndrome affected child. Just want to remind you the people we're up against, the fight we're in. You ever known anybody with Down syndrome? Most precious, kind-hearted, wonderful people I've ever met in my entire life. But these freaking anti-humans, you know what? Now we're, we're, we're not doing it. And now, here's a headline. By the, go, you know the, you know the thing. Headlines we didn't get to. As emergency savings drop and credit card debt rises, an ugly stew is brewing, warns an advocate. I am just going to be Dad Jesse again. We've talked about this on the show. Just briefly, allow me to say this to you. I know your dollar is not going as far. I know you're poorer now than you were. I know it's not your fault. Please do not drain your savings and run up your credit cards right now. I know what that means, too. I've been out of work, completely out of work. I know what it means to not be up. No, I'm not going to stop and grab a quarter pounder with cheese on the way home. I'm going to go get something out of the pantry. But I've always stopped and gotten a quarter pounder with cheese. It's my cheat day. I know it means a lower standard of living. I know. Please keep some savings. Do not run up your credit card. When I warn you about what's coming, They are now echoing. The bad people are now echoing what I'm saying, what's coming financially. I don't know how long it will last. I don't know how deep it will be, but I'm telling you now, there is a recession coming and it is going to hurt. Do not be buried in debt with no money in the bank when the recession gets here. Save. Don't go out to eat this week. Even if it's Red Lobster, stay home. Cops are moving to Florida. And it's not just for the sunshine. Oh, you mean cops don't like to be blamed for all the problems in the urban community? You mean they're actually going to pack up and move their families someplace where they're not demonized at every every turn? How about that? Biden administration slammed for border surge at GOP-only hearing in Yuma. Well, I, I hope... I hope we're actually going to get out there and start speaking truth to th- about things, about how this is intentional. No more Joe Biden's making mistakes at the border. 
No more Joe Biden's ignoring the border because Joe Biden isn't ignoring the border. He's not making mistakes at the border. Joe Biden is actively opening up the border because he wants to flood the country with people with no loyalty to it to overwhelm our systems, school systems, medical systems in order to burn the country to ash. Janet Yellen says U.S. will provide $10 billion to Ukraine in the coming months. Remember what I just said about the, the pain that's coming? Don't drain your savings. Hang on to it. All right. You can email me, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. That's all. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.